that you haven't seen it. Love it so much you really gotta stream it. Let me tell you every line right now. I can quote the whole thing since I was 12. Maybe your mom told you no. She said she Back to the podcast show. Hey, 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 Welcome to your favorite podcast, best friend, Movies We Missed. It is me, your host, Brandon G, and the lovely, the talented, the dynamic Jane Tanya Hammer. Ooh, Tanya. I love it. And I did just want to uh, mention really quick, a lot of people have been touching base with me, like, how can we follow you? Mm, how mm, can I mm. satiate myself between episodes? Mm. And one way that you can do that is by following us on Instagram and on Facebook at Movies We Missed, or you can twit, 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 right over to Twitter, and you can find us at MWM Chat. Um, we're there at all times. We're always ready to engage with you in peaceful discourse. Um, and we're ready for compliments and kind words. Um, mm-hmm. Jane famously does horribly with criticism. Um, <laughs> and I support her. So I don't want to hear any of that nonsense either. Um, well, I get enough of it from this podcast and from you. So Whoa. Okay. Whoa. I see how <laughs> Going that, in that, hot. That turned. That turned I'm really kidding. fast. I'm but... kidding. There's no one kinder to me in the world than you, Brandon Greenhouse. I want to get that, just that little clip of... That admission <laughs> um, taken, and I want to get it notarized. And uh, mm. do you have do you have a notary that you work with? I do. Yeah, I work with someone. Um, her name is uh, Sheila. <laughs> wow. But first of all, <laughs> very very convincing. Definitely believe you. De- definitely believe you're getting documents notarized left and right by. I'm sorry. Is it pronounced Sheila? Is, did I do it properly? Yes. Have you ever seen Wild Wild Country? Wild Wild. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The documentary. Yeah, a lot on of Netflix. that was about. A lot of that uh, was about her. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Sheila from Wild Wild Country is your um is your notary, your she's notary public. Them. Yeah, she's one of them. Um, oh, cool. I didn't know she was still around. Does she usually wear, like, maroon? She always festooned in maroon. She does. You can you can catch her in some aubergine, though, if you mm-hmm. if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Hey, hey, maybe, hey. maybe a little <laughs> orange moment, if you need to. Well, was that a prison joke? Oh, my God, no. I just think sometimes they wear orange. But does she didn't ever make it to prison, did she? No, because they didn't have the evidence. <laughs> okay, so it seems like you really are a ride or die for Sheila. Everybody's got to pick some cause to stand behind, no matter how problematic. <laughs> okay, or you know what? Never mind. I I believe in you, and I believe in your powers to make a choice and to make the right one. Oh my god! You Anyways. have to be careful because you're gonna hit your head falling off that high horse. What are you doing? I can tell you're not paying attention. I can tell you're text messaging. This is like uh, we're okay, literally... well, first of all, I got multiple calls and then texts from my mother 
that say like what? an all cap. It says in all caps, please send HBO Max credentials. <laughs> just like. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I love that. I love that you said it all in caps. I love that your mother has like some sort of radar to always call when we're recording. <laughs> because and, and like if I tried, if I had the audacity to just call her on like a lazy Tuesday, like <laughs> you better believe I'd be getting pure dial tone. Because that text comes through so fast. The, the call you back later, and by later, she doesn't mean that night. <laughs> she means whenever she can find the free time also i mean look she's got a lot going on she's a busy woman but she's also i love that she used the term credentials that makes it sound so official like she's trying to hack into the pentagon well it's also like oh my god like like i remember these <laughs> every time this happens it's like a nightmare for me i, I'm I like hate all to... these yeah i hate all these passwords i hate just like technology now it Brandon, is just why nonsense. Don't you, why don't you use a password manager? That's what oh, I do. That sounds like a nightmare. It's an app that remembers all your passwords for you. Oh and you God. only have to remember that one master password. We, By the way, we are willing to be sponsored by a password manager. I use Dashlane, but I'm willing to change if someone makes a great offer. Yeah, I'll, I use whatever one if anybody wants to get wants to give it to us. Then I'll use yeah. whatever one you say. And I'll and I'll lie and say I've been using it the whole time. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I'll I will say pull... I tested it against other ones and like it's uh-huh. always coming through as number one in those tests. Mm-hmm. And like everything else pales in comparison. I think the bottom line is that Brandon and I are more than willing to lie for the bag anytime. We every can be time. Bought. We can be bought. <laughs> are you are you finished up? Or hold on. Okay. Finish up and then yeah, we'll okay, get into the okay. movie. I think we're done. Okay, I think we got it. Sorry. Okay. It was just like the, <laughs> the like the urgency of that text was just like I thought something had happened to a family member or something. Of and I was course. like, oh no, I better check in. And no, like mom's just trying to watch the latest <laughs> season of Insecure apparently. <laughs> Which is a great show. Not sponsored. Yeah, no, but my we mom. Yeah, no, my mom's probably watching like Game of Thrones or something for like the fifth time. <laughs> I, I love her. I feel like my mom's gonna listen to this one day and be like, don't you dare. Try and reduce me to anything. No, we um, love Mama Gwen. We love Mama. We love you. Um, but yeah, so uh, you gave me a movie to watch this week. It I was did. called um, House of Wax. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It was a remake, actually, of another mm-hmm. movie. And it was really funny because I almost watched... I did almost think it was the original for a second. And then I thought, how funny would that have been if I watched the original and Jane watched the... And Jane, like, watched the current one. That would have been really... Fu- it just would have been a funny conversation. That's so me. funny because I literally had the same thought in my head when I was trying to figure out where to stream it this week. I was like, I wonder... I was like, it would be so funny if Brandon was just like, I'm just going to watch the original and, and then pretend he thought that that was the movie I chose. And he's like, oh no. Well, we probably would have just made for a really, like, funny conversation. Honestly. Absolutely. Maybe we, we can do that another time, though. There's plenty yeah, of Yeah, we can switch it up however we want. I think, you know, what's funny is that <clears throat> what, I, what I read about this movie is that, like, the original and this 2005 remake are literally, like, nothing alike besides, yeah, like, Yeah, I name. saw that, too. And I was like, yeah. it would have just been... One of us chatting and the other person asking questions, and then the other person chatting and the other person asking questions. Because yeah, I, I there was no correlations, which makes sense no. because it's like I don't really know. This movie was so was such 
uh, no, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I was going to say this movie was such a product of its time, and, like, in mm-hmm. some ways, yes, but, like, the overall sort of, like, the actual, like, outline of the movie, though, I could have seen, like, a version of that from, like, the 1953 original Vincent Price um, film. I could have seen, like, I could see a world in which, like, that shape and, like, a group of, like, young people traveling. Mm-hmm. Although, as far as horror movies go, I feel like the group of young people, like, rambunctious sort of group of, like, youths traveling and then finding themselves, like, off the beaten path in and of mm-hmm. itself is actually a pretty contemporary movie trope. I yes, feel like... Yeah, absolutely. like, that's born in, like, the 70s. I feel like that's mm-hmm. where that sort of started. Yeah, and definitely, like, more in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, that's, like, where it all happens. It's, like, a bunch mm-hmm. of free-loving kids running into, like, absolute danger. Exactly. And, like, a bunch of horned-up teenagers looking for a place to do it, you know? And then getting murdered for their sexual proclivities. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Because I didn't see any rings being exchanged in this movie, and I kept thinking... <laughs> There was a lot when of somebody sin. would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna have sex with that person." I was thinking, I kept waiting on them to be like, "I'm gonna have sex with my wife," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was like, "You guys aren't married," you know. Oh, that's a really good point. Um, Dave brought up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like the most famous use of that trope. That's such a good point because I oh, think yeah. te- the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like the late '70s, so that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I actually, when I first said it, I was thinking about Halloween and like the idea of like the last girl. And, like, mm-hmm. the iconic Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. Like, yeah. the blueprint. But that's for... not really her traveling anywhere. I mean, besides, like, No, but I just mean I the idea of, like, the idea of the the one person who, like, who isn't, like, you know, being sexually promiscuous and, like, that mm. sort of being her salvation in the end. Um, okay, although... actually, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 1974, so that's actually earlier than I thought. Oh, wow, because I think, what was Halloween, 75? No, 79, I feel like. Oh, wow. Was. Okay. Yeah. I only know that because, well, Dave, you can confirm if that's right, but I think 78 or 79, but Tara okay. is like a huge Halloween franchise, like, nerd. She loves that I whole... love Halloween. Tara and I should have watch seen... some Halloween movies have... together. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. I like watching all of them. Tara gets really excited about them too, so I like watching them with her. And she, um, have you ever seen um, my personal favorite? Halloween H2O with Josh Hartnett. It's got a rapper in it, right? I don't remember. Halloween, the original Halloween came out in 1978. So yeah. Okay. Um, but we should watch like those ones. there's a rapper like a Ja Rule or like LL I mean, Poo it's J. very possible. I wish I remembered. The only person I remember from that movie is like obviously Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, the icon of our time, and Josh Hartnett who plays her son. Um, yes, H2O is so badly good, Dave says, and he's right. The, that's what I love. LL cool I, that's J. why it's LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Okay, okay, okay. I had a feeling he was really like the one for, for yeah. a moment there. Oh, absolutely. He's in so many fucking movies. But also, it's like these are the kind of horror movies. I, I mean, granted, I love really good. Oh, Michelle Williams is in that one too. That's Michelle right. Williams, yeah. uh, white Michelle Williams, not. Michelle not Williams Destiny Child, Child Michelle. Yeah. Um, oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, it's a cast, I love man. That you saw, I love that JGL was enough for you to know that it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, I know JGL. JGL. Um, 
But yeah, so I love horror movies that, I mean, as you know, you and I have seen a million terrible horror movies together and they're mm-hmm. so funny to me. This is actually one that I'm like, I, part of me thinks it's really horrible and, and and there are parts of it that are so funny and then there are other parts of me that I'm like, ooh, that actually scared me. Um, so do, should we get into it? Should I read the synopsis? Uh, let's get into the gag. I want you to read Les Synopsis and okay. um, I'll just take it in and I'll allow myself to be... To be bathed in just the glory of my words, sort of like you know, uh, what like fantasy, I guess. All that searching for fantasy. <laughs> okay. We can I? Oh yeah, can you? Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> You think this is a story about wax, a house of horrors, and the deranged pair of brothers who built a small town in tribute to their eccentric and abusive parents. To me, it's a story about a brother and sister who spend an hour and a half testing the sexual tension between them while some major atrocities take place. Join Carly, her boyfriend Wade, her best friend Paige, her boyfriend Blake, Carly's brother Nick and his doofus friend Dalton on a road trip through Louisiana to catch a football game. As it gets dark, they decide to stop and camp for the night. They find a field outside of a small town and set up their tents. Like any other youths, they take advantage of the evening with a campfire, plenty of brewskis, and a good amount of necking. During the night, they're visited by a big old truck that just shines their headlights onto the campsite for a minute and then drives away. The next morning, they wake up late, anxious to hit the road and make the football game, only to discover that Wade's brand new fan belt has been snipped clear in half. Wade and Carly stay behind and hitch a ride into town with a filthy stranger, while the other four head to Baton Rouge for the big game. Trouble ensues when they meet the town mechanic, who seems to be a nice guy, but soon discovers he's the man who drove the truck into their campsite the night before. Wade is captured by his reclusive brother, and Carly is on her own. The other four, stuck in traffic, realize they're never going to make the football game due to an apocalyptic amount of traffic, and decide to head back to reunite with Wade and Carly. What follows is an evening of terrifying twists and turns as they discover this town is populated only by the two brothers, and everyone they think they see is actually a wax figure. Only, they're not famous people like Madame Tussaud. They're victims of Vincent and his brother Beau, who torture, kill, and then trap these people in wax for the rest of eternity. Who will make it out of this town alive? How many times will Chad Michael Murray take off his shirt? Will Carly and Nick ever have sex despite the world being rife with laws about the taboo of twins doing it? Will Paris Hilton ever portray an emotion other than complete and total apathy on screen? Find out in 2005's remake, House of Wax. Mm. Ominous. Am I frozen for you? You're frozen when your house not open. That's weird. You are frozen. I'm going to pop out and then pop back in. Because I'm frozen. I've heard that before. <laughs> um, you can hear me though, right? I can hear you. 
Okay, I'm gonna leave. Hold, and on. Come Hold back. on, let me think of. Wait, before you leave, I have to think of yeah. a good theme song to sing to entertain our listeners. Okay, I got a good one. Okay. I mean, I feel like we're probably going to cut this, but, you know, it's up to Tara and Dave's discretion, I guess. Well, it depends on how good my theme song is, I think. Okay, I'll be right back. It's a rare condition in this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say... It's even harder to find. Well, there must be somebody to prove inside these gentle walls. Cause all I see is a tower of dreams. Real love buzzing out of every scene. It's days go by. It's the bigger love of the family. That and James back. When did you come back, by the way? Because I couldn't see I came you. back like two seconds into your song. Oh, thank you for giving me the floor then. I appreciate that. I knew you would be mad. I knew both you and Dave would be mad if I interrupted it. I like how you said, and Dave. Because he's gotten mad at me before for interrupting your singing. You make it seem like Dave is like the Matthew, my Matthew Knowles is what you're doing. Your Matthew Knowles? Who's Matthew yeah, Knowles? Beyonce's dad. Oh. <laughs> was, was looking out for his number one client. I mean, look, I enjoy your singing too, but I got shit to say. We also, you missed earlier, I did a really good Shakira impersonation. Um, we can't, we cannot get into this argument again. It's been years. You don't remember? Are you talking, I forgot about it until you just said that. I wasn't thinking about the argument. I was just thinking about how my Shakira impersonation slapped and is better than yours. <laughs> well, that is the argument is that you, me, Laura got into, it was at your house when you guys still lived in the old apartment and we... We all tried to do our Shakira impression to see who did the best Shakira impression. And I I won. No, I you didn't win. Actually, Jane, do you want to do this? Of course, no, because I'm not prepared. Exactly. No, because I came prepared to talk about the movie. But I will say... I'm prepared maybe... to do that to do that too, but I can also... We're going to put a poll up just from that, just from that taste. <laughs> and we want to get some feedback from you guys. And just know I can do more than what I did. I just didn't want to. Uh, no, that was a one-off for me. I can definitely do better if I prepare. But honestly, who sounded better? Who sounded more like, I don't know, um, like Shakira sounds like feminine and like a woman and who is like a similar voice. Y'all see what she's she trying to do? Just use that to guide you. <laughs> I want the, I want the truth to come out, and um, we're gonna put that poll up. So everybody, be on the lookout for our. And we'll do. We'll put it on our Instagram stories. And honestly, I want y'all to be fucking honest. Yeah, because and all truly, I can tell you, this argument has never been settled. And this is like this is like a four or five year old argument. And the argument, and just so you know, the poll's gonna go up whenever, wherever. <laughs> 
But check her Instagram post, you'll see that it's me or Jane. Remember, she's really plain. <laughs> so anyway. You just, you um, just, but you, what you did is you just put the nail in your own coffin. Uh, no, I further cemented my legacy as <laughs> well, we'll one of the <laughs> the most celebrated Shakira impersonators in the world. You're a beautiful liar, Jane, is what you are. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thanks, everybody, in advance for that victory. Um, the loser, the, the loser game? has to, the loser of the poll has to make um, dinner for the winner. I think that would okay. be like. I think that's I think that's legit, and so I do want to request that you also make dessert for me too. Oh, in the alternate universe where I lose. <laughs> okay, that's a fun. We'll do that on we'll do that on on opposite day. Um, but yeah, make sure you vote for me, everybody. I love you. Make guys. sure and go ahead and you know you know who to vote for. Yeah, me. Make the decision that's right for you. You me. know what I mean. Well, for or me. me or me. Anyways, should we talk about this movie? We should talk about it. So, okay. um, House of Wax <laughs> was released on April 26, 2005. Um, it had a budget of $40 million. And it did end up making $70 million. But a large chunk of that was from uh, like VHS and DVD sales. Um, this mm. was not what we would necessarily call a box office hit. Um, mm. It was the opposite. Um, and you can do what you want with that. Uh, it didn't make the amount of money they thought they, it was going to make. And it ended up making back most of its money. But then once you factor in, like, um, the cost for, like, you know, advertising and things like that, it still was a little bit of a disappointment um, overall for the studio. Um, but, yeah. So that gives you a little bit of context. We're talking about a movie that came out about 16 years ago. Um, 16 and a half years ago. My goodness. We're already almost Jesus. in the year. Um, the... Yeah, so this movie starts with like a flashback sequence um, where we get a little bit of uh, eye into the life of this uh, family. Um, mm. The mom is like making molds of wax while like smoking cigarettes uh, all at the same time. It did make me really want to play with wax. Yeah, I get that. No, it, what my thought that I had actually, but Dave and I had a whole conversation about this like a couple weeks ago when I like turned to him and I was like, did you have a creepy crawling machine? And he was like, hell yeah. Oh my like, God. Yeah, yes. Okay. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this, but I think like when you guys, when we lived across the hall from each other, we we lived on a street called Berwyn. So we referred to our apartment as um, the Berwyn Academy. Live and first, so, learn later. Live first, learn later. Um, <laughs> when we lived at the Berwyn Academy, one of your roommates, Sam, didn't he buy like creepier crawlers and make them at the apartment? And we no, were like, that was me. That was you. Okay, I couldn't remember. I bought it, but... one. I found I, I found one online, and I was like, I gotta have it. But they had <laughs> it like, was so but fun. it was, but no. But the thing was, the original creepy crawlers. It used to have these like metal molds. They used mm -hmm. to get really hot, and mm -hmm. they were one thousand percent like a safety hazard, and they shouldn't have been invented. But <laughs> that's a part of the fantasy. So if you're gonna mm -hmm. play, then play. <laughs> you know, and like. That's really what it comes down to, and have that neosporin on so, hand because you're gonna get burned. So your new your new set of creepy collars had safety precautions put into place that you. It was not annoying. They had it. like they were like plastic molds, which was just like no, no, no. burn mm -hmm. me. Like I want the full, <laughs> I want the full thing. Like I want to hurt. Exactly, I want to hurt for my creepy crawlies. 
Um, so they've done a lot of stuff to it to make it safer for kids because I'm sure like there's a lot of, you know, the million moms need something to march about. So I'm sure there was, you know, a lot of outrage around them, but it's just like, no, it was, they done several things to make it a safer, but less fun, um, adventure. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I thought about that while I was watching the mom sort of make the mold in this, in the beginning sequence. Um, you couldn't actually, you, everybody, no, you can see anyone's faces, but it was just Mm -hmm. sort of setting up like the 1970s world that like these children were in. One of the kids was clearly, you know, the quote-unquote good child, and the other one was the wayward child, which later on some problematic stuff happens. I mean, well, I mean, it's fine. We can later on, in the moment, yeah. We so can in the moment, all. first of all, they strap the child into, like, one child is just sitting in, like, a high chair. The other child's brought in the room and then, like, thrown into a high chair, and then there's straps at the, for the, at the feet for, like... That for like the ankles to be strapped in, like leather straps, and then they always like they always reinforce everything with duct tape. Like the leather yeah, straps so aren't like, enough. <laughs> Look, <laughs> this is this is a child. I'm assuming it's sitting in a um high chair, so they can't be that strong. But like, I think well, there was like obviously a lot of abuse going on. But it's also what you think, so Jane. Was it the was it the bloody wrists on the children that led you to that conclusion? <laughs> that led me to believe that. Yeah, that's neighborhood sort of, Nancy Drew over there. Me off. <laughs> putting together. Um, Give me but, a case, I'll solve it. <laughs> but also later on in the movie, when like spoiler alert, um, there's a moment later on in in the movie. This whole podcast where, is a spoiler alert. <laughs> absolutely, we almost called it that. Um, mm-hmm. But Brian Van Holt, who plays um, both brothers. Um, in the movie, he plays a bow as, and I, as adults. And, yeah, yeah, he plays them as adults later on in the movie. But you know, this is children, like whatever. But there's a moment when he, you know, before we find out first that he's like a bad guy or whatever, and he takes Alicia Cuthbert's Carly is her character's name, and he throws her into the chair and he puts these leather straps on her, and then mm-hmm. he reinforces with duct tape as well, which I guess is sort of their way of being like, oh, this is like. You know, one of those little... Learned behavior. Yeah, learned behavior. But it also is just like, I don't know. I guess just if you're going to build like a a torture bed made with leather straps, just reinforce them and make them right. And then you want to use like... Right. And also like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not like for, um, you know, I'm not pro this guy killing these people. But he Look me in the eye and say that. (laughs) But she like quite easily when he leaves the room, like pulls like... With with such ease. the chair of the arm, or the arm of the yeah. chair. She's banded to the chairs with like of... leather straps, and then he reinforces it with duct tape, and somehow, like in like a second, she like rips her arm free. Yeah, it's almost like a metal hospital bed, and she pulls off the the like siding that she's like handcuffed to, so she's like able to escape. And yeah. he also, um, this is really disgusting. But I was actually wondering like if this is possible. He super glues her mouth together. And I was like, can you really fucking do that? And it's so she won't scream because her brother, played by Chad Michael Murray, is like above her. But Her brother's there. Her brother's now looking for her since she's gone missing. And like, she's below the area that he's looking at. And he's sort of like, he, yeah, I think you absolutely can super glue like lips shut. Yeah, absolutely. It just seems like if someone's what do you not think cooperating would... to hold them closed, then like it would be, I don't know. But I could be oh, I, oh, I get what you're saying. You mean like... Like it wouldn't di- have like, time to like really clean adhere? dry because she's I mean, you like, only yeah. Need, but you only need a couple seconds. Super glue doesn't take that long to dry. I guess so, yeah. All right, I believe but it. But there wasn't the shot of like, his, of like his thumbs and pointer fingers literally holding her mouth shut. 
mm-hmm. I guess is mm-hmm. what you're kind of saying. And I, well, yeah. they did it for like a second, but she's like struggling. And I was like, that doesn't feel long enough for that to have taken. For that to have Yeah, Although that's the place where this movie loses plausibility. <laughs> um, but there's... Um, but there's also, like, at the beginning, it's, like, they're on their way. They're, first of all, they're in Louisiana, which, like, nobody even has an act. Which I know why. that This isn't the cast we're dealing with here. We don't have, like, Blanchett and, like, Daniel Day-Lewis on call here. There's no, like, dialect coach on set. No, and we're... they're filming in Australia, but it's... Yeah, they're all over the place. Louisiana. We're dealing with uh, a group of a lot of child actors and celebutants. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're doing the best they can to get through this. So it's like we didn't throw, you know, a Creole dialect at them to like murky the waters <laughs> any more than they needed to be. To um, <laughs> although I would have loved to hear like, oh my God, to hear like Paris Hilton Paris speaking Hilton. in Patois. Like can that would have been Can like, you try it? Can you, I would mean, you take a spin as Paris Hilton? Oh Speaking my god! Is is Paris Hilton doing Southern dialect? Yeah, I want to see if you can do it. You can talk about there. Oh, that's oh, that's hot. <laughs> you know. What you talking about now? Don't you know? Oh, I don't have to do them both. I don't know how to do them both at the same. I don't know how to do them both at the same time. I'm trying to talk, <laughs> talking that dialect like that now. You're gonna know all of the talk like that sometimes. Yeah. Then you want your dad and the Paris Hilton into it, and then it turns into. Oh, Bachan. <laughs> that's Bachan. No, it's insane. Please no, that's this. insane. But I, no, leave it in. But I also, like, really love that. I, I like you doing that accent. Because you're from Louisiana. I mean, you're from Texas I am, yeah. Louisiana. I, I have, yeah, two halves of my family. And my dad's side of the family, they um they have, like, a, a real, like, that New Orleans, New Orleans dialect. They talk like that. And my mom's side of the family is Southern, but they don't have that same. It's not as thick. And, like, mm-hmm. that's why I love New Orleans accents. It's, like, my favorite. One it's of my like, favorite it's accents music. in the world. It's music. It's so. I love, I it. love hearing it. I that's, love like, it. when you hear, like, Big Frida talk. I always love it. Yes. Oh, like, my God. She's, like, the most amazing. I um, love the way accent. she speaks. Oh, it's so good. I love it. It yeah. makes me feel like I'm at home. It really does. But, yeah. yeah it, you I already moved, know. You already know. I would have loved to see. <laughs> See this gang, give it a go. It would have been. It would have been so good to see. Although, like, I do, I actually do think Alicia Cut, uh, Alicia Cuthbert, or how Cuthbert? Cuthbert? Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Is it Alicia or Alicia? Do you know? I always thought it was Alicia, but I've Alicia. also heard it pronounced Sharon. <laughs> I love her in Happy Endings. I think she's a really good comedian. She's wonderful actor in Happy Endings. It's a great television and- show. Her, yeah. Casey Wilson, Damon Wayans so Jr. Um, it's on um, Adam HBO Max if you guys haven't watched it. Yeah, it's really it's funny. So we would recommend it. As you know, we are, um, I would say for a lot of people, we are the gold standard when it comes to comedy. Oh um, my God, absolutely. <laughs> it's really weird the way that that even like happened in terms of like our, our careers. I was actually just texting with Tina Fey earlier today. Um, and she, and she just said, all she's who the fuck she just, is this? Well, no, she said thank you, and then she also then she, later on she sent me one that just said how did you save me? Mm. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's so funny because my I I got SNL this year, but I said no. Is SNL a new um, SCI? It's called it's no, it's called Saturday Night Live, and oh, the Maury, TV show. Yeah, and and I got I got it this year, but I was like, no, that's a little small time for me. So I'm I'm probably gonna I'm I'm gonna stick to this podcast, 
which I think is, um, whew, it's doing bigger numbers than SNL for sure. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm happy that you decided to stay on board this ship. Um, and I just didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want Lauren stepping on my neck. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, no. I feel like you would have really mm-hmm. brought a, a lot to that show. Um, professionalism. Um, <laughs> I've seen you in a writer's room before. Um, when you Well, it's you my room your, and I'm writing. But yeah. When you get out of your own way, I've seen you do some really serviceable work. <laughs> Um, and I think it would have been, I would, mm. I couldn't wait to see all of this, the stuff that you came up with that sort of stopped at that last rehearsal mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. um, maybe didn't quite make it to, oh, you know, to the main to, stage, to the air, to air, to the air. I, I, I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with the terms cause I haven't been on the, made it to air to, you to will one show. day, you will. No, because I turned it down, so... Oh, yeah, they're not going to ask again, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so in other fantasies, back to the show. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but, yeah, there's just, like, Alicia Cuthbert, she does she does a good job. I mean, she's, she, she handles what she's given. They've made her brunette, so she's serious. Oh, my God, um, one of my notes is, like, I bet you anything they made her dye her hair because Paris Hilton wasn't going to do it and they couldn't have two blondes in a movie. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, although, yeah, although it's so funny how, like... Also, I feel like the serious one always... The, it's like, if you want to not die, you need to be a brunette. You need to be a brunette. Because blonde people fucking die. And so, and... I'm I'm fucked. No, I think you should be fine. <laughs> why is that, Brandon? Look me in the eye and tell me why I should be fine. Look me... No, maintain eye contact with me through this Zoom call and tell me why I should be fine. I just mean your hair's not completely blonde. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you trying to say? Where, where is it not completely blonde? Um, I don't know if they technically can be called the roots at this point. <laughs> um, but the top half of your hair is seems to be like more of an authentic color. So I feel like the <laughs> murderer would probably come toward you with a knife and then be like, not those roots, girl. And then just walk away. <laughs> You're a brunette if you're a day. And then just saunters away. I don't know why he's like from New Orleans, apparently, though. You already know those roots. You already and then know. he just walks away. Um, you know what? The roots are part of the look, so. No, actually, you wear the you wear dark roots and blonde hair really well. Thank um, you. That's my charity for the month. Uh, but, yeah, so, <laughs> so they all are on their way to, like, this game. Because it's like, although this doesn't seem like a crowd that, like, really wants to go to a football game. Nobody cares. Like... It's the only guy. Blake is the only one who seems to be really interested in the football game. Yeah. And then also it's sort of mentioned that Chad Michael Murray maybe got a scholarship for football. But, like, didn't, like, go to college or, like, dropped out or something. Like... But and also it comes to like that they have they don't have tickets to the game so like what are they Nobody really has tickets. doing? I know <laughs> nothing about sports, but I did ask Dave. I was like, is that unusual? And he was like, well, for a group of people that are like driving to a game that are fanatics, yeah, that's kind of like weird that they wouldn't have tickets because what I didn't understand, I didn't know that football games like sell out. And Dave was like, absolutely they do. And How I just do you think not those... know that football, anything can sell out? I mean, I know that anything can, but I just mean, like, by a rule. Like, I didn't, I, I just feel like those sports stadiums always seem so huge to me. I always imagine there to be some, you know, some room in the in the back, but that's just based on probably productions that I've been in that always seem to have 
room in the back and can I ask could you, be sold. Have you have you ever been to a football game? You're from Texas and you've never been to a football game? No, I don't think so. Not even a professional one, like an amateur one, like in high school or anything. I think one time when I was in band, I was in the cadet band, which was a special <laughs> band that was created for the people that For special people. For people that like didn't make it into like the sort of like performance level band, which was sort of like a foregone conclusion. And then there was the secondary band that was like, if you don't make it into the first band, then like you'll sort of matriculate into this band. Mm. And then they had to create a third <laughs> band um, for a ragtag group of us that like had put more of our attention on our scholastic uh, mm. studies than we did on wielding those instruments. Um, right. Yeah, I was in that band. And um, we were allowed to play, I think, Johnny Be Good at, like, a game one time. Um, okay, so you participated. But have you... Have, it was, what, like, but it wasn't, like, the real team. It was, like, it was, like, a special it, game for, like... We weren't allowed to ever play, like, the real football game. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, they brought us in well, for some special Well, football was, like, not a big deal in my high school. So I never went, and I've never been to a professional football game either. I've but never my... been to a professional football game ever. Um, that sounds like... But that also sounds like my worst nightmare. And I think that's probably part of the reason why. <clears throat> um, I am, like, personally traumatized by how much football my father watched um, as a child growing up. So I... Anytime, first of all, if there's a football playing, football game playing at any home or house I'm visiting, I immediately get sleepy because I remember a lot of my like Sunday late afternoons like falling asleep to football on the television. And then, like, I'm, I like, I just remember it being on all the time, that and baseball. But I have been to baseball games. But football games are even more boring than baseball games to me, I think. Yeah, it all, it's all not for me. It's all, you know, that's for the birds. Um, I do like watching some sports that are interesting. Like, I think um, soccer is interesting to watch because it's quick moving. And I think basketball is interesting to watch because it's quick moving. No, none of that for me. I mean, like, it's um, like it's not like I'm like seeking these out, but like I those are would I would prefer to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, none of that. I I do like the Olympics though. I like watching track. Love the Olympics. In the Olympics. I love watching all the swimming. I love watching the synchronized swimming. Um, they call mm-hmm. it rhythm. I love watching like rhythmic gymnastics. I love I love watching any gymnastics. Um, I like the. I also really like the equestrian. Um, I like watching the equestrian um, stuff in the Olympics too. I discovered that this year. Yeah. Um, I love like all track and field. Like I love like the mm-hmm. javelin and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I do enjoy that. But like mm-hmm. something about I don't know if it's a team aspect of it or what, but it is it is lost on me. Um, but this group of people they really want to get to this game, <laughs> and uh, at any cost, and they they really quickly like make the decision. Like, not even everyone. There's not a collective discussion. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert's Carly is in one car, and then Paris Hilton's character is in the other car with her boyfriend, Blake, and who really wants to go to the football game. Mm-hmm. And Paris and Alicia, while talking on cell phones to each other, decide for the group, we're not going to make it in time, so we should just pull over. And I, like, turned to date. We should just pull over, like, and camp out somewhere. And I was like, A, do they have enough camping equipment? It's like six people. And B, like, why is this the better option than finding a hotel and all, like, pulling your money together, even for just, like, a single hotel room? At least that even would be, like, like... 
a two beds, motel, you know, anything. I mean? Yeah, like anything. it's just something I, about like this decision of like, no, we're just gonna camp out on the middle of the woods in a place that we've never been before, where we know no one. Like, so such a bad idea, and particularly a bad idea when you are inside of a horror movie. I imagine. Um, but they don't I know mean, it though, Jane. They don't know they're in a horror movie. I know. And nobody I, ever tells them. You know what though, Brandon? I try to live my life like I'm always inside of a horror movie, so I try to make decisions where I'm gonna be the safest. You know what I mean? And this feels, this feels like an. Is that why you think you haven't lived an unexamined life? <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you getting at? Nothing. <laughs> I was just wondering because you know you you've always been one who likes to draw inside the lines and <laughs> how dare you. you? I have taken more risks than you have even read about. Okay? okay, I have been here, I have been there, I have been in and out of things. I got my hands in a lot of pots. I'm jumping off cliffs and I'm diving in and I'm going straight for it. I love like a non-committal declaration. <laughs> Like I just said so many things without you said saying everything anything. and nothing. That's like a that's like a job interview for a job that you know you're not qualified for where you're just like, you're like Well I can I... tell you import export, I know all about infrastructures. And I know that like we can't just sit around this office playing grab ass every day. Like we gotta get out of there and we gotta hit the road. We gotta, you know, hit the books. Mm. Gotta we gotta get some customers, you know, mm-hmm. involved in the process. And in business I will say just like <laughs> there's left and there's right and then there's up and there's down and then there's around the circle and you have to make a decision about what kind of business you want to be and what makes sense for mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. who to bring on board when you're talking about, you know, revenue and, you know, cross promotion and, and all don't that forget streamlining kind of stuff. and streamlining with all of those kinds of things and it, are we b2b are we b2c it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and we're talking about organization from from top down you know we're talking Absolutely. we're talking org charts we're talking yeah. um you know project planning we're talking um you know software making sure that everything is vis-a-vis. Where it's supposed to be vis-a-vis your <laughs> you know, last, the clown who was in this role before me, which I assume I'll be getting the job, um, really made a Oh, yeah, absolutely. They love that. They love that. <laughs> yeah, the Joker, the Joker who was here, well, I mean, he's not here right now, which is, I mean, par for the course with that guy. I know him. I went to business school with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was he doing? Clowning around here? Like he's been doing for the last 30 years in this line of work, you really gotta, you really gotta hit the pavement. You gotta hit the ground running and you gotta go mm-hmm. after it. You and gotta so crack it's like, those skulls, you know, you're not, <laughs> we're making an omelet. We gotta crack a few eggs around here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you hey, know what I mean. You're, you were, you're Carl, right? And I'm disrupting the system. <laughs> Johnson. Uh, but yeah, so everything that Jane and I just said, we both are really smart. Take notes on that. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's really funny. They decide to camp out. They pick this random spot. They don't, they just like set up and then like, they're all setting up their tents and stuff, which they all have really nice tents as well. 
They do. It's like it's like a it's like they have like all of a sudden they're inside of an REI, and it's like where did all this equipment? Where from? did all these <laughs> massive tins come from? There was like a moment where like Paris Hilton's character, um, what's her name, Missy, uh, Paige. Paige. So Paige, <laughs> there's a moment where Paige and her boyfriend Blake are like in a tent together, and they do like a quick shot of them in this tent, and I'm like, they have like a whole nice ass tent to themselves. It's like, like a six person tent. It's crazy. Everybody's, like, alone. There's also a lot of, like, insinuation that, like, we're fucking. And it's just, like... Oh, my God. Well, also, Paige and Blake, which is Paris Hilton and her boyfriend, I can't remember the actor's name. Wow. His name is Robert Richard. Robert Richard. I did know that. He's the only Um, black character in the movie, so Jane forgot his name. But if any of you have listened to our Twilight episode or any of our episodes (laughs) involving... uh, POC, the, the episodes that Jane has let me air. Um, we've looked at a lot of movies that Jane will simply text me. I had Jane watch Drumline and she texted me a text that just said, too black. Turned it off. And uh, what are you fucking... gonna do? You know? What are you gonna do in a situation like that? Just oh, let her live her life, I guess. Smear campaign against Her version me. of the, the truth. Um... <laughs> I got a quick way I can, I can, I want to test you really quick, Jane. And I want you to just, as quickly as you can, answer the question. Don't think, don't stop. Uh, Jane, where were you at on January, where were you at on January 6th, 2021? (laughs) Go, now. My apartment. The Capitol? (laughs) No, my apartment in Chicago. (laughs) Okay. All right. like to I, check in i get a lot mm-hmm. of i get a lot of listener mail where these questions come up and somebody was like i thought mm-hmm. i saw her and she was with willa ford they were outside of the castle <laughs> talking about how they want to be bad i was like hold on i, I want to be bad. bad make bad feel so, so good, good. Got things on my mind. Mind. I, I never thought i would i never fucking thought i would I, I want to be bad. bad. I want to be bad with you, baby. Uh, uh. Do the kids not remember that song? It was a classic. No, they don't. Neither do, <laughs> like, the the young 30-year-olds either. Um, but, uh, yeah. So they have these insane tents. They set up shop. This truck comes in. Wait, I, in before, the truck... we, before we get to that, can I say, can did you peep that conversation that Paris Hilton characters, characters pa- Paige and Alicia Cuthbert's character, Carly? About her, had. like, maybe being pregnant? Yes! It was so... Okay, I... Can we talk about what they said? We can. I actually... I thought that this was just... I thought the director was just rolling footage when while Paris Hilton was having a private conversation with Alicia Cuthbert and thought that the cameras were off and I was like they just included this um so she's like so Carly is like trying to goad Paige into telling Blake that she there's a possibility that she's pregnant and Paige goes there's no point in freaking out right now and then Carly goes as opposed to when you find out you're pregnant and then Paige says Carly, I'm not sure, okay? And then Paige goes, I think you should have a conversation with him. Paige says he's been looking forward to this game for months. I don't want to ruin it by starting a fight. And then Carly goes, Paige, he's not going to marry you. His parents won't let him. And 
<laughs> like this is never addressed. First of all, and then and then Paige follows it up with like, "Who says I want to get married?" Like besides, I've been late before. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But this line to me, like, what? Why? How? There is absolutely no explanation for this. We don't know. First of all, Paige has never mentioned wanting to marry Blake whatsoever. She's just like dealing with a late period, mentioned it to her friend, like, I don't know, I might be late. I, I, we'll see what happens. I've had plenty of friends who have had been in this situation, and then you give it a while, see if your period comes. If it doesn't, take a test. If it does, yay, good for you. But, like, you don't necessarily Stop always... talking about my personal life on this damn podcast. <laughs> Anytime that that happened, it was always in confidence with you, and I was, I was, a, I was a damn kid. You've shown... You... you, you <laughs> You've shown yourself on this podcast. I didn't give you up. You gave yourself up. What happens when you're born on the wrong side of the tracks? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you supposed to to make of yourself? Mm. I, I, I remember signing documents and, like, you know, fan letters and sending them off. And they asked for a return address. And I always just wrote down Skid Row. Because that's where <laughs> you could find me. Um... You know, here's looking at you, Sebastian Bach. (laughs) You know, never got a response, but. Um, For the children, Sebastian Bach, was he the lead singer of the band Skid Row? Was it Skid Row? He was. That was a joke. No, I know, but now I'm thinking he might, that might not have been his band. That was absolutely his band. That's why, you don't have to think about it. I made the joke. I'm the architect. I know, I'm look, I'm just checking. Skid Row. Okay, cool. For some reason, I was thinking it was something else. I hate this. You you pray for my downfall. (laughs) Dude, I was just questioning. It's it's so deep within you and who you are. It sounded wrong to me initially. Pardon me for doing my fucking research, Brandon. Oh my god. So anyway, um, yeah, that's a weird conversation. It's also like. This character Blake is black, and I feel like this is the probably their way of being like, "Ooh, we're gonna flip it," and yeah. it's just like the black guy's family doesn't want him to be with. Like, it's just like we don't need this. Is and you're that not is that us... the connotation? I was like, I was confused. I don't know what con- else. I, guess... I didn't know why else bring it up. Like, I just didn't know if they were trying to do something interesting. Where like they were like, "Oh, it's not always the it's not always the white people. Sometimes it's the black people that don't want that in their family." I know, and it's like um, that's not the conversation that needs to be had also it's like they bring this up and none of this ever comes to fruition we never find i mean obviously there was no reason that there was no reason to bring it up well yeah she gets impelled in the head by a pole but yeah we're not talking about the sex scenes anyway the point is that um she (laughs) this never happens it's like a useless storyline and also conversation she is in the movie for longer and there are moments where she's alone with him but there's never a moment where like he gets a phone call from his mom or something and like yeah and she you know and you hear her voice on the phone and she's just like you know i hope you're not with that jezebel or whatever you never like there's nothing to support it it's like a throwaway comment and it's a very like cutting comment too that like yeah at this point if your friend's really going through this and maybe pregnant the last thing you need to hear is a friend from like your friend is like you know he's not gonna marry you nice try girl i know well was this a trap like <laughs> exactly it's like, like show it's like a shot of her judgment. pretending to take plan b in front of him and then throwing it over her shoulder and winking at the camera <laughs> let's just see what nature has to say about this baby um but yeah, so anyway, that's insane. And then there's a moment where the truck comes in, and it's mm. like a truck pulls in, the lights are blaring on them, it's nighttime, 
and they have a fire going. They're all sitting around listening to, you know, Butterfly. And all of a sudden... <laughs> or, like, the equivalent of. <laughs> or the equivalent of. And then, like, they freak out because whoever's in the truck won't come out and reveal themselves. And the light is sort of obscuring inside. So they throw a beer bottle, which knocks out one of the front... Um... Chad Michael Murray is supposed to be a, the bad boy. Yeah, Chad Michael Murray is the bad boy who may or may not be having sex with his sister, played by Alicia <laughs> Cuthbert. But I mean, the, the energy is... It's thick. And, Did you uh... notice that? Notice that when you're watching it? Yeah, yeah, I picked up on it. Yeah, I picked up on the hushed tones and the shared whispers between brother and sister. Yeah, it didn't. Who are supposed to be twins, by the way? Yeah, it didn't quite. Which is a weird detail we didn't need. And like, they don't look alike. And it like, I think didn't sit well with myself. I know what they were trying to do with the twin thing because oh, they were trying to. You saying that right now was the first time that that you saying that is like okay, now I get it. But. So let me explain it for the audience if they haven't seen the movie. So Bo and Vincent, who are the murderous brothers who live in this town, they are, we find out later in the movie that they're conjoined twins and their father, who was this like mastermind surgeon, I guess, like performed a very controversial surgery to unattach them. And Vincent's face was attached to Bo. And so his face is like half like um scarred and and unformed so <clears throat> that's why he wears like a a, a wax face mask but, but also, i think they it's... did the twin thing because at a certain point in the movie alicia cuthbert is talking about her carly and nick and she's like oh he was always the bad twin and i was always the good twin and i guess we really played our parts or whatever or we like were expected to play our parts which was like a commentary on Bo and vincent as well which yeah, was like so, so thinly like it's good writing um, <laughs> okay there should have been a it's, moment it's where writing. like it, it was written <laughs> There should have been, um, like, maybe it was written. Also, it would not surprise me if it was just, like, intimated. Like, the director was just like, you guys kind of know what this seems about. Uh, but uh, we're all trying to get out of here as quickly as possible. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, it was like a weird point that, like, we kind of talk about, but we kind of don't. Also, um, I thought that the guy who plays Blake, who is, like, who she has less, who, who like, Carly has less chemistry with the guy who's playing her boyfriend than she does with, like, Chad Michael Murray, who's playing her brother. Absolutely. Um, the guy, it's Jared Padalecki, who's playing Wade, her boyfriend. Um, yeah. Who, he has who early is he? 2000s. He has early 2000s him? hair hardcore. I thought for the first, like, chunk of the movie, I swear to you, but the first, like, five minutes, I thought that that was Barry Watson. And I know I brought Barry Watson up last week, <laughs> and now it seems like I'm just a really big Barry head. But, like... <laughs> You I have really... always ridden and died for Barry Watson, and I feel like it's time to share that. I'm not the only one out there. There's a lot of Care Bears, and um, <laughs> we're going to fight for what we know is right. Um, oh, looks like, okay. What? Somebody's on that come up right now. Who? Looks like uh, Barry Baby Watson Boy or... just got the, got the lead role in that Walker reboot. Get into it. Walker, Texas Ranger? You, you know it. He's playing the character of Wait, Cordell Wait, who did? Walker. Barry Watson or Jerry Padale- Jared Padalecki? Jerry, Jerry Padalecki. Is it Jerry or Jared? Jared. Jared. Oh, we're already on... Oh, season two's already been filmed. Jared okay. Padalecki. Okay, so uh, what do I know him from? Well, he was on the... It looks like he was in the Gilmore Girls, maybe? I never watched the Gilmore Girls. Me neither. 
Oh, he was in um, Supernatural. He was the guy from... I never watched that show either. He was in a lot what? of shows. Yeah. I think I recognize him from just being, like, famous in the 2000s, but I don't... Yeah, I don't know him from anything. Show. And he actually hasn't done a lot. He hasn't done a lot since then. Um, well, Supernatural like made... just ended in He was in that Friday the 13th remake, too, it looks like, so... Okay. Probably saw his work here. He was like, he was like, check out my credentials, baby. I'm ready. Um, I but, mean, he seems like a very good, you know, nice guy. I don't know. Yeah, he's but fine. like, <laughs> no, no shade. I just don't know very much about him. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, they throw. Yeah, the bad boy brother, Carly's brother. He throws. Chad McMurray throws like this beer bottle at the car that won't go away and then it, and his name's Nick sorry and then he like pull then the car pulls away and we're sort of like and they all continue camping and like Dave and I both I would like, yeah we leave this is when we pack up and leave because like if you're in like a like a Louisiana town in the middle of nowhere there's a possibility even though one of them says are we on this person's property and they're like no we didn't pass any gates which is like maybe you missed it it's the dead of night um, also like you don't need there doesn't need to be a there doesn't gate need to be a on gate someone's property for to, you, like, for it to be someone's property <laughs> yeah exactly and they like chuck a beer bottle at it the guy pulls away ominously and then they're all like okay let's continue sleeping here now yeah. And it's just like, what? No, let's get out and let's go get a hotel room like we should have done anyway, even though everybody's like the got the confidence of these, these tents that you have set up and all this accoutrement from like Brookstone. But it's like, <laughs> you need to pack it up and it's get like, on the road. It's so unhinged. Why would you stay there? I'm sorry. It's, I know I'm not supposed to say unhinged anymore. You know about the moratorium, girl. I know. Um, but so they all like decide to continue spending the night there and then they wake up and. Now the the car, one of the cars won't start. One of the vehicles is now. Did the you fan notice belt. that when we, they wake up, Blake is like, "It's two thirty, and it's like that was you guys oh, absolutely two thirty p.m. It was t- in the hot Louisiana sun. I don't think they, so. No, they wake up, and I don't know why they went that far. Like I don't know why they pushed it that far. It could have just been like, "Oh shit, it's ten thirty. but they went or like, two like we didn't have to know what time 30. it was. Yeah, like, you're right. He absolutely could have said, "Oh shit, we gotta get going." Yeah, but instead like, he said, it is 2.30 p.m. And now I'm in know. a place where I have to be like, there is no way your ass slept that fucking late when it's so hot and muggy in Louisiana. And it's like, you know, there's no fucking way. No, there's absolutely no way. And and the fact also, that means it's six people. Six people all yeah. slept that late. So it's insane. They all get up. They, they try to pack <laughs> up. One of the cars won't start. And then like... They end up getting, they end up like, so Alicia, Alicia's character ends up falling into like a vat of like dead animals. Um, There's like a bunch of like dead deer and stuff. It is a mess. It's like a pit of just like dead deer carcasses. And they're always like on the campsite. They're always like, oh, what's that smell? What's that smell? Yeah. And it's like clearly coming from this pit of deer carcasses, which she falls face first into and then has no, that, and then like can't take a shower. And it's like, I wouldn't want to be around her. (laughs) But also, that's more than just like a smack of decay in the air. It is, it is, it's a vat of dead animals. Like, and at the beginning of the decomposition process, because you can still make out what everything is. It's like a stew of blood and like deer parts. And it is a lot. And I mean, like, a swimming pool, like, size, like, full of, like, these dead animals. And, like, the night before, they were like, huh, there's a, there's a, a whiff of decay in the air. It's I like, really, no, really you're not like sleep. the phrase, a smack of decay in the air. That's a beautiful A smack quote. of decay. 
Um, yeah, it is, it's not pleasant. And there's no way they just slumbered through that until like 2.30. No! Um, and again, it, when the sun comes out, it gets hotter and it cooks that, that smell and things smell worse in the heat and oh my god. Like, it's yeah, just, it's, get out of this town. Yeah, it's too much. And then also they like, yeah, so they like get her out of like her bloody clothes and give her like a wife, like oh, Chad Michael Murray rips off his his uh, wife beater, or his A-shirt, I should say. He whips yeah. up his A-shirt to give it to Alicia to put on, and it's just like... But also, he, like, wants her to take in his shirtless t- twin body. Oh, my God. And, so and like he, you can tell, like, I said... Tara and I were both like, I wonder if it was in his contract that he, like, has to take off his shirt and show his boobies at least once well, in you, this movie. Yeah, well, also, I read that allegedly he was married to Sophia Bush, who's an actress... At mm-hmm. this time, and he apparently had a little bit of an affair, allegedly, with uh, one Miss Paris Hilton. I did see tracked. that too. Uh, she was also movie. she was going out with you know everyone's favorite Backstreet Boy at the time, Nick Carter. Wow. So um, everybody was just having fun in Australia. It seems like. Uh, I mean, look, there probably wasn't a lot to do. They were probably, you know, in the bush filming, and Sophia wasn't there. <laughs> so was Chad. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we both went a different direction with that right. joke. Um, but yeah, so they, um, <laughs> so <laughs> so that happens, and then and then also as Dave noted, like when she's when uh, Carly Alicia's character, she's like she slides down like this like embankment into like headfirst into this this like mound of like bl- the stew of like just decomposing like animal parts, and then like. Paris Hilton's character, she, like, sort of pulls her up. And then, like, the guys show up, and she's covered in blood. And they're like, are you okay? And Dave just goes, never again. And it's like, <laughs> it's so true. There's no going back to normal life after you've, like, <laughs> fallen headfirst into, like, a bloody stew of, like, animal entrails. It's like just... the PTSD that that would cause. The amount... I can't believe she doesn't even throw up. Like, I would absolutely throw up at the, like... I would throw up. I would dry heap. Also, one of the things I noticed about this movie is, like, this is, like, a full, like... This is, like, a full 24-hour period, maybe mm-hmm. a 36-hour period. And they don't eat at all during this entire time. Like, there's That's... no food. And I'm like, you guys, like... I know it's that's not part of the movie, but um, one of my thoughts was, like, how can you go through all this without having anything to fuel you? You know what I mean? Well, you wanted them to add in a scene where they, like, stop it, like, a shot. I just wanted to be, like, eat, eat, like pop in some trail mix or something, get some little energy, you know? I know it's not, like, moving the story It's, like, forward. a little pedestrian, but, like... <laughs> I, yeah, I guess like, I mean, they're fighting for their lives, but like maybe she was like, oh my God, like an apple would be great right now. Um, but yeah. Or just talk uh, about how they're hungry. Like, oh my I'm God, so I hungry. food. Like, it um, just like was unbelievable that that wasn't a problem. <laughs> I was just like, and maybe this is a lot more about me. <laughs> Which like, like actually is true. You want like, her to like I, stop for like a chicken season? I, like when's lunch like <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Can we get like a quick i would love like a wedge salad right now. you would love like just a shot of them like splitting like what like a caprese 
Oh yeah, like, a little nook outside of like the killer's home. <laughs> um, no, it's a point. It's a point to be made. It's um, a point that doesn't need to be made, but it's one I thought about. It so. happened. It was made. Get into it, guys. Um, so then Wade and Carly, they get separated from the group because, like, I, I don't under... What I got confused by is I don't understand why they're friends. Okay. So at the vat of, like, dead deer carcasses, a man shows up, a weird-looking oh man. Oh, my God. And he's, he's so like, disgusting. He's, he's so filthy. Gross. He's dropping off a deer carcass. He's dropping off more deer carcasses, which is also, like, why is there, like, a designated place in this town for these deer carcasses? But he's dropping off deer carcasses, and then he offers to take... Uh, Carly and her boyfriend Wade into town to get like a car part and I don't completely understand why he takes them I guess because he knows the way there is that the reasoning behind him taking them I and guess not so. going with like Blake? oh because they want to make the game they're afraid of being which is insane and irresponsible is, like you don't yeah. leave your friends like, go like... with this fucking extra from deliverance also, to go ahead and <laughs> you're not making that game you're not making the game and so, anyway, they decide we got to make the game. But then they also proceed to just hang out at, our, at like, the rest stop. They, like, they stay at the same place, though. They don't go anywhere. Who? Blake no, they and do. Bl- the, the four of them are in the car, but then at some point they're stuck in really bad traffic, so they turn back around because they're like, we're not oh, going to okay. make it. So Here they go. set up at camp uh, somewhere else, and then Blake, and then, I'm sorry, then Wade and Carly go into, like, this town um, and they like they go in on foot because they have a weird interaction with the truck driver, you know, shocker. And they end up at this like funeral home because they're looking for the one person in town who owns an automotive shop who can help them get it's a part. It's not a funeral home; it's a church. It's a church, and they go in and there's a funeral happening in the church. And they sort of pop their heads in. They see this guy, you know, who turns out to be Bo. Um, later on, we find out that with the funeral that they thought they were interrupting was all of those wax figures. They just couldn't make it out from their from their vantage point, like that these weren't real people. And there was like pre-recorded Although, like, like the moans priest? and church music. The priest was real, though, right? The okay. So this is the thing. I was like, the priest was real, but then she goes back into the church later and is like, oh my god, everyone's fake. And no, the priest is Dave fake. and I had the same conversation because I said that priest was, was a real, real person the first time they walked in. Absolutely. Unless Dave and Dave point out maybe that was supposed to be like her van- from her vantage point. He seemed like he was real. That's what she saw. Well, they're trying like, to trick us, the audience, I guess, and they can explain it away. Yeah, but then they but they lied because yeah, you're right. That priest <laughs> lifted his head up. Yeah, he lived. He moved. He, yeah, he moved. moved. He moved. Um, and Dave just said, and he's correct. They did the same thing with the. There was another part where they see there's a woman in a window, and yes. the woman is peeking out of the window, and then she like, she there's a moment where Bo is about to like attack Carly's character for the first time, and she's screaming, and then she looks up in a nearby window of um an apartment building, and the curtains open, and you see an older woman with curlers in her hair. And then she sort of closes the curtains and doesn't help. And later on, Carly's like, oh my god, it's the woman with the, um... There's a woman with, you know, who lives nearby when her and her brother, who's who's rescued her from, like, the clutches of near death. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go back to the apartment, and then it's oh, the woman in the window is... It's a woman made of wax. It's a wax figure. So what but, you find out is that everybody in this town is actually wax, but definitely that was a real woman as well. That was a real and woman the first I time. And I rewound to look back. At least for and the it was priest. a real woman. Did, well, I didn't do it for the woman, but I did it for the priest, and I was like, that's an actor, because that person lifts his head. 
Yeah. But I didn't, but I'm willing to believe they did the same thing with women's and trick yeah. eyes. So, anyway. Because you're like, why would a woman see a woman, uh, why would this woman see a person getting attacked and then close her window, you know? Well, I just thought it, maybe it spoke to, like, you know, Bo's power in this town. That she oh, was okay, like, yeah. Oh, another one of Bo's victims. Under rug swept. <laughs> see no like, evil, speak no evil. So Bo is like, I'll get you guys. He like leaves the funeral and he's like, uh, pretty rude to walk into a funeral or whatever. And they're like, sorry, we just need like a fan belt for the car. Also, no one knew it was a funeral. No one knew it was a funeral. Just a church that seemed to maybe be open. He was rude and then he and then he was nice. So it was yeah. confusing. And so he's like, um, you know, let's like, I'll walk you to the store or whatever to I'll open up the shop for you. So they open up the shop and he doesn't have the right, he needs like a 15 inch fan belt, they only have a 16 inch fan belt. And so he's like, why don't I um, take you guys up to my house and, you know, I don't want to keep you, uh, I have a fan belt at my house. And what Carly does is she's like, okay, yeah, let's go. (laughs) It's like, and then thank God Wade is like, you have fan belts at your house? And he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I order things to the house or whatever. And then he's like, okay, let's go to your house. Like, it was like, nobody is, like, trepidatious about anything. And it's like, these, I understand this is a small town, but, like, these kinds of things happen in small towns. You have to be vigilant. Do not let these people kill you. Yeah, if you want, although if you watch Investigation Discovery, everybody who lives in a small town thinks for some reason they're, like, they're, like, exempt from, like, murder. (laughs) <laughs> everybody everybody so ever in a small town says we're a really quiet community things like this don't happen every day we're not like a big city it's, and like, it's like, just... there's a whole channel like called investigation discovery that is dedicated to showing us all this shit that happens in small yeah murder towns. happens everywhere <laughs> a and yes. b the only reason why you don't see this more is because it's because of the amount of people that live in a town like there's just exactly. not as many people here so there's not as much murder but it is directly in correlation with like the size of the population in question. So it's like, you're gonna get it too. Just maybe not as often. Everybody gonna get it. <laughs> and it may just be like the wily secretary, you know, down at the the bingo hall that's gonna be the one who who you know puts in that work and really like gets to going on on some people in the town. Her ne'er do well husband, who had it coming, but nonetheless, you know, gotta remember that DNA. Got to remember. Got to um, remember. Yeah, oh, they every... also visit the House of Wax for the first They visit time. the House of Wax, which in and of itself is an implausible feat. Um, <laughs> I know! They... This, is, this is not only wax figures, this is a structure made the of structure wax. The structure is built of wax. Before they walk, also there's a sign that says, do not enter, BT dubs, um, closed. Oh. And they decide we're going to go and go in anyway. And then he takes his key and he, he drags it along the side of the building. He's like, oh my God, it's all wax. And it's just like... Not in the middle of Louisiana, it isn't. No, not in the hot Louisiana And you sun. chose to set it here. You could have set <laughs> exactly. this in, in Alaska if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And at least and I would have given you like the benefit of the doubt. Well, not the way climate change is going, but, you know, <laughs> back then, maybe. But back then, we didn't know what we know now. Or... Yeah, back then, we had no idea that climate change... In 2005... <laughs> Nobody okay, knew. I was that gonna climate say we did. We absolutely, thing. absolutely knew. Absolutely and Jane, stop knew. saying climate change with quotes. It's a real thing. <laughs> I am very much for those of who who uh, I am clearing my name because Brandon feels the need to always drag it through the mud. Of course, I believe in climate change. We have to do something. We have to do something right fucking now. But anyways, don't get our start on evolution, guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway. Yeah, it's because uh, I'm deeply religious. <laughs> no, Jane. Jane's got her. Jane's got her secrets. Don't let her. Don't let her fool y'all. Um, so they go into this house of wax and it's got all of these shocker wax figures everywhere. And it's somehow just like, I don't understand how it's standing, but we'll get to that later. Um, so they're going through this, all these like wax figures that aren't famous people, like at all. They're just like people. And they're then, just people. It's so weird. And I would be like, and they're rightfully creeped out, but I also yeah, and, didn't have done any investigating. No. So they like go up, they put her around here for a while. She then she ends up seeing like vincent through a window peeking in on them with like his wax face and she also all out. the wax figures and the paintings and stuff everything is signed vincent so they're like yeah, so at one point she's work. like oh this vincent guy has made a lot of art and then wade says this vincent guy needs therapy and i was like why because he's an artist <laughs> like yeah we don't mean he does sense. But we don't well he that. does certainly i mean everybody could benefit from therapy but i will say vincent is probably you know he, well he's a murderous um psycho killer as they say so yes in some ways i would no say it's psycho killer kesca not as you're say. right you're right goodness gracious i gotta <laughs> it's in life um, but, but yeah, no. Also, I don't know. I mean, therapy, maybe, but I think we also, we, we passed that at this point. I think, um, I think sometimes there's just wires crossed that think, you can't uncross, if you know what I mean. I think sometimes r- redemption has to be uh, the result. <laughs> it just has to make sense. Um, but, um, you taxidermy and humans? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what else you got to give um, society as a whole. But um, yeah, so so this all happens. There's like, it's just like, it's insanity. They get out of this place. Um, they run into Bo again, of course. He's going to take them to the house. Um, and then... Um, I can't at, believe they go to this damn house. It's just yeah, a walk away, but I can't house, believe they do this. Yeah, it's like a weird, like, weird, dank, like, cruddy house. It um, looks like it looks like a house from a horror movie, yeah. and he's like, and Wade's like, oh, like, can I use your bathroom? I gotta pee, and I'm like, you have a penis, Wade. Pee outside. Do not go into this man's house. You know that bathroom is gonna be dicey. Of course. You know you're gonna lift up you... that toilet seat, and it is just gonna be a Pollock painting. Filthy. <laughs> um, so he goes into that bath. He, he gets. She tries to go to the bathroom. He ends up getting got. Um, in the process. Well, he, what he does is he like walks around the house and touches everything. That's his thing the whole movie though. He's constantly like, he's, they make it, they make it so that like when he finally gets his, you're a little bit like good finally. Because he spends (laughs) the whole movie touching things that don't belong to him, puttering around (laughs) in areas he's not supposed to be in, disobeying signs that say do not enter. And so by the time he actually gets his, you're a little bit like, okay. This is what justice looks like right now. Yeah. Like, I may not agree with everything else that they do, but I get it. Like, get your hand out of the cookie jar. So, <laughs> Stop playing with the fetuses in the jars yeah, and the weird... poking... Oh, like, it's, like, old-timey, like, medical equipment. He's just, like, rifling through this house. There's, and it's yeah. like, get out, man! Get out of here and stop messing around. <laughs> but Vincent like just, slices ugh. his ankle and then takes. Oh my god, him that's like turned... that was the worst. There's an the Achilles worst. slice. I yes. hate it. I oh hate my god. that. Oh, that's one of my worst. I hate that if so much. There are a number of like Jane. 
Yeah. I have a question for you. What is your yeah. what is your most what is your most undesired uh, form of torture? Okay, I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, one of the things that scares me the most is being buried alive. Um, and it's the idea that I would somehow be like drugged and incapacitated and then put six feet under and then wake up and realize that I am in a coffin six feet underground and I just have to wait to die. Like that to me is like so terrifying. You lose oxygen at a certain point. I would probably, I, I don't know, I would probably try to figure out a way to end my life in that scenario because waiting to die is so terrifying. But there are a lot of other ways that are also terrifying, but that is something that really fucking scares me. What about you? That's a really, that's a really good one. You really painted that picture. I felt myself getting like short of breath while you were like talking yes! about it. I was just like, so scary. I was thinking, well, I just instantly had the image of the bride, uh, Beatrix Kiddo, um, in Kill Bill. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had that image of her, and I was just like, I'd probably try and pull some some of those stunts that like. <laughs> wouldn't exactly be working for me the way that they worked for her but i'd probably pick <laughs> that point yeah just like oh my point god in the middle and yes. just keep trying to like get rid of it yeah you know but but uh, then but yeah, then you have to and then then you have to um, contend with like the like all of the dirt that just like all the dirt on top, on top of, of you. you have to crawl your way out <sighs> and you have no implement oh it'd be nightmarish and you're losing oxygen by the second, you know? It's so slow. There's something it's about how slow yeah. it is. Because you could just this... be you could be in there literally for days. Yeah. That's awful. You could probably be there for, you know, maybe eight to ten days before you die. Stop. That's awful. I'm telling you. You I wouldn't even be you this. by the end. You'd be like no. you'd have gone like insane probably. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh my god. That would be really rough. You're right. And I know I would have, whenever, I've always just eaten. So I'm sure I'd have a stomach full of food too. So <laughs> I'd just be plenty to eat for my body to like just sustain on. So that would be <laughs> probably, oh my God, that's awful. Mine is always, I, okay, my, my, have you ever seen the movie Misery, Jane? Yes. I don't remember it super well, but I've definitely seen it. Mm -hmm. One of my least favorite, one of my, the most horrifying things is like being hobbled. That's like. What do you mean being humbled? like like being like strapped down and somebody like taking a sledgehammer to like my shins? Oh, I didn't know that definition of that word. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's like one of my. The, yeah, because then you can't run, you can't move, you can't. Yeah. Oh my god. Ooh, we should watch. I should pick one, and Tara should pick. We should. We should each pick one. I feel like misery would be that. Maybe the one that I'd pick. That'd be a fun one to watch. You get. An, I mean, it's great. Con. Oh. Um, what are you talking about? Oh, like a horror I'm movie. Not... Like Tara, we should each pick a movie. I was like, I was like, oh, that would be a fun one to watch with Tara. Would be misery. Oh yeah, Tara loves misery. Tara, I mean, it's Tara loves movie. all horror movies. She's always willing to watch any kind of horror movie. Kathy Bates is so good in that movie. It's Kathy Bates is great in that movie. James Conner She's so too. scary. Um, but it's just, like, uh, that's why I love horror movies with like really 
really talented actors. Too. Oh, that's the thing like, is that she brings so much to that part. And then when they yeah. turned it into like a Broadway play, which I was like, oh, I but then they got, they got, yeah, they did, but they got Laurie Metcalf to play that part. And I was like, Ooh. that I see that. Laurie Metcalf is an amazing. Yeah. She's like actor. a perfect. Her, I could see her doing it. I could also see, I, I see her in every part. And I always say her, but I could also see like Joan Cusack doing it as well. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, absolutely. she'd be really good. I, I hope Joan, Joan works Cusack as much as, I, I hope she, she works, works as, as much as she wants to work. To. I know yeah. she does, but I want yeah. more. I want her to work more. Um, also, when I was watching White Lotus, I was like, I could see her in that Jennifer Coolidge part. She was one of the only other oh. actresses that yep. I could totally see playing that part. I was like, I could see, I could see her. I actually, I kind of a little bit thought I could see Amy Sedaris even. Mm, that would be really interesting. I'd love to see her take like a dramatic turn and like put her skills towards that. I think it would make for a really mm -hmm. interesting character. Um, but yeah, so, so that, so that all happens. Then he gets caught, uh, Wade, and then he is strapped, you know, to like a torture machine and the process begins. They cut... What did they cut? His shoulder or something? I'm so unclear. Well, I think that was like... No, that was like when he was fighting him. Oh, when he was fighting his shoulder. His so they, shoulder. they sew him up. And then they yeah. essentially like put him in a chair and then cover him in wax. Just they like, wax I guess, his face They first, Like though. scalding wax all over his body. They <laughs> I think they sew his mouth shut, right? I don't know what the fuck. I think they sew his mouth shut or something like Look, that. Honestly, the science behind this is really thin because like when Dalton finds him at the house of wax and he like notices that Wade is now a wax figure and he like starts to like, like Wade can like move his eyes yeah, and okay. he is like a single tear leaving from his face. But then like he like, Dalton like starts to like pull off his skin. Yeah, and keeps going. Dalton keeps like touches going. his Dalton like touches his skin and realizes that it's like a different texture. He's like, don't worry, man, I'm gonna get you out of here. And then he starts pulling at it and it's like when he pulls at it, his flesh comes off with it. So it's just the bloody part of his face. And then Dalton's like, oh no, no, no. And you think at that point Dalton would stop and maybe start trying to push it back on. Oh like right. that becomes her. It just but makes no, it Dalton so works pulling and it's just and then it's just like half his face is gone it's it's horrible but also i don't understand how wade's not like making a screaming noise like as well, far as, ah! oh you know he does inject him with something so maybe, maybe yeah maybe he paralyzes his vocal cords or something yeah totally well yeah well he does make sounds but he can't move his mouth so i'm also, wondering something just from like i guess like a stylistic choice i was just disappointed that like so pretty much everybody else in the movie dies except for you know our sexy twins but i was surprised that like mm -hmm. none of the other ones were turned into wax figures i really wanted there to be like a moment where they had to sort of like walk into a room and see all of them i, know, I feel like it was a that production thing been, yeah that would have been satisfying everybody else is like, just killed and i was like i thought the whole point of this was to kill them so that you could drag them back to your home and turn them into like wax iterations and so it was really well, surprising after blake after blake and Paige are killed he does like show he does like he tow trucks their house or the, sorry tow trucks the car blake's car back to the house and in the tow truck is like paris's body and blake's body so i just I wanted um he's planning he's to do planning on it but doesn't get to it. i just wanted a moment where they were all on like display together and then like, yeah it was Nick absolutely like carly have to sort of take in that i can't imagine that makeup job being that hard you wouldn't really have to do much but just like the face i say is not a makeup artist 
Um, but yeah, I just wanted the moment of seeing them all and them having to sort of grapple with that reality. Um, but yeah, we just really only them... get Wade as the only one that we really get in that moment. And I also never got a moment of Paige, I mean, of Carly seeing Wade, who's her boyfriend. We never mm-hmm. get a moment where she sees him as like this wax, you know. Because she's corpse. like unclear about whether he dies until the very end. Yeah, she's like, I want to see Wade. And it's like, girl. That ship has sailed. He was like one of the first to die. He, he was, was the, the first. He to was die. the first one to die. Which While actually you were was a bit of like a rug pulling out from under me moment where when I first saw this movie because I didn't expect him to die so quickly. Well, but do you know then Chad they... Michael Murray kind of takes his place in terms of like Carly and Nick like taking on this yeah in more than together. one way yeah yeah Chad takes his place. <laughs> um, there is also like it's like nobody dies for a while and then everybody dies so quickly and so like quickly. unceremoniously almost like it happens so fast like Blake for instance like Blake gets killed so quickly and he's like this big like strapping football player and it's like yeah. you would think there would be a chase scene or like a moment I feel like there's like I feel like they underutilized everyone because it's like if you're gonna make a slasher film then like I think the one thing that like drag I feel like you should be doing little. is dragging it out and like yeah. like add it to the narrative. It was like at the beginning of the movie we separate Wade and Carly and then at some point in the movie Dalton and Nick end up like going to look for them in this town. And then Paige and uh Blake die separately and they both mm-hmm. die kind of quickly. Paige gets a little bit more of a death storyline, but like I felt like we really didn't get anything from Blake and I felt like if there was a way the to get all of them thing... to the town, I think it would have, like, been really more ripe for, like, finding interesting ways for people to die. Absolutely. And, and like, like having, I, I think it feels like a missed opportunity, too, to, like, have more pairs, unlikely pairs, you know, run around together for a little while. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe we have Blake and Carly have a moment together where they're navigating something or fighting off, you know, whatever. And then they make a Paige plan. Paige and, and Dalton then have a moment. Paige where and Dalton. Like... Yeah. Uh, or then it's, you know, the two girls have a moment. Like, whatever. It's like yeah. everyone, it's just like, they. it seems like they kill off everyone to get Carly and Nick together. And like, to... Like, it's almost like they invite this twin sexual tension, which I know that's not what they're trying to do. I think what they're trying to do is that they're trying to, like, you know, the siblings have had, like, a ton of friction in the past. and They're trying to, like, come together as a fucking family or whatever to fight these other siblings. But at the same time, (laughs) there's too much sexual chemistry between Alicia Cuthbert and Chad Michael Murray. And that was a bad choice. Yeah, well, they should have just... I mean, there was no chemistry between her and Wade. It almost was like they should have flipped their parts. But At like, 100%. Wade should have been... And also, Blake uh, had, like... Not that it matters, but Blake was also had brown hair. So, I mean, this seems like probably the kind of stupid thought that goes into these movies. So, I yeah. guess that would have made, like, a little bit more sense. But there's a lot of, like, hushed tones and a lot of heavy breathing and, like, sensuality with, like, the brother and sister. It's like the yeah. director needed to stop at some point and be like, you guys know your relatives, right? Your blood. Yeah, and, like, maybe don't film a scene where he's, like, leaning over her while with his hand on the car. Like, he's about to kiss her. It's like... This is maybe, like, set up the scene differently because I am just thinking about how close they are and how, like, they're in, like, this pressure cooker trying to survive and it just seems like they want to fuck each other. He got really close to her face and then I think he whispered, the only thing that's stopping me is the laws of nature. (laughs) Which is like, it all depends on where you're filming because if it was in Arkansas, baby... 
<laughs> Game on. Throw those rules out of the window with those condoms. <laughs> um, did you notice? Okay, so this is one of my favorite parts. It's like right before Blake gets killed, right? And okay. so they, Blake and um, Paris Hilton or Paige are like back at the campsite. And they, the only thing that Blake and Paige do, according to this movie, is like it's make out sense. and get revved up just just have sex and so they literally have no other characteristics as people um i can't figure out what their connection is like emotionally but like clearly they're very sexually attracted to each other so but like they're in the tent they're all by themselves paris hilton gets ready to like she does like a sexy strip tease for him and she's like you know zipping down her hoodie and taking off her shorts and she's in like a matching bra and panties and then she like lies down next to him and in that moment she like tries to have the serious conversation with him about the pregnancy and it's like why did you do a striptease person if you were trying to have a serious conversation with your boyfriend? Because this sort of was like a different tone than the one you're putting out. Yeah. And it, then like, he's like, the music stops. There's well, a boombox outside of the tent where they are and it just, it's a blaring music and all of a sudden it just stops. Yeah. And it's like such a weird choice. Like, she's like, wait, no, no, wait, Blade, I want, I want to talk to you. And it's like, then don't do a striptease first because it seems like it's leading up to something else. Am I wrong? Yeah. No. It, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird choice to have her do a sexy striptease. Also, earlier in the movie, when after uh, Carly and Wade head into town to get this fan belt or whatever with Creepy Carcass Guy, it's the four of them <laughs> at the camp. It's the four of them together. So it, so, and then there's a moment where Dalton and Nick make the decision to go into town or to see if they can find, you know, Wade and Carly. And when they decide to go into town, like, well, they don't even decide to go into town. Blake essentially says to them, like, we're going to have sex. So you guys should get out of here. And it's like, are you? Like, is that what's happening right now? Like, you're still trying to make it to, like, this, like, football game. You all have to be, like, hot and, like, dank. You've spent the night. You haven't no showered. showered. You've spent the night out in, like, this gross, like, you know, human campsite. And you're like, <laughs> oh, me and her are going to have sex now. It's like she also has to have blood on her from that carcass pit because she's the one who pulled <laughs> Carly out. So it's oh just God, like. So true. Why? Why is this the moment? Like, I can't imagine her being like, yeah, I feel really sexy and, like, good in my body right now. Right. Ignore, like, the dank smell of, like, you know, <laughs> of, like, month, like, month-old marinated, like, moose on, like, my decolletage. <laughs> like, what I'm did fully you call ready. A smack of decomposition in the air? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a... Ignore that smack of decomposition in the air and all over my juicy couture. I'm ready for you and me to make love. Um, it makes no sense. And then that, so that Zero. happens early in the in the movie, and then later on in the movie, like hours later, because it's nighttime. That was daytime. It's now nighttime, yeah. and then they're about to have sex again. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, right when they left, they were having sex, according to him, and now they're having sex again. So it's just like. Is that all y'all are doing, or just like having? It's hot the dank only sex personality the trait that they because we never this. hear them have a conversation. No, and, and so they it's don't like, talk about anything with each other or with anybody else. Also, they've been here for hours doing nothing, and all of a sudden, right before they have sex, she's like, "There's something I want to tell you." It's like, what were y'all doing for the other five hours? Everybody else was gone. I know. Like, no, you weren't like 
you know, talking about like, you know, I don't know, anything like any like you weren't current events. Like anything lofty. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> how did you fill the last five hours? Um but yeah, so anyway, that's that was just really funny. Well and then so he's like, Oh wait, the music's off, let me go check what's going on. And so she gets mad at him for leaving when she wants to have a serious conversation, even though she didn't set the tone with a fucking strip tease. And so he goes and he goes to like turn the music back on and then you cut back to Paris Hilton or to Paige and she's like uh, it's literally two seconds and she turns <laughs> off the light it was and so goes fast. to bed <laughs> and it's like okay girl like you are either there's so many things that I thought were happening you're ready and raring to go to have sex with your boyfriend or you want to have a serious conversation. He said he just wanted to turn the music back on. So you know he's going to be back in literally two seconds. But what you choose to do is like tuck in for the night. It's so fucking weird. She like, yeah, it happens so quick. He steps out to turn to push play on the boombox. They go back to her. She's like turning out like the lantern and like climbing into like a sleeping bag. And he's like, oh, so we're not going to talk about the pregnancy. I could see you maybe being like, I don't feel like having sex anymore. But it's like, this is a conversation that's supposed to happen though. And it's like, and it's just like, nope. She's like, it's, it's, it's to me, me and 99 bottles of beer. I am slumbered out um and then also the sheep he, aren't gonna count themselves right and then also he like dies silently this like big strapping person it's like this There's little no I, get the, I get that like like this like odd like gangly like vincent character like maybe killed him because he had a weapon and like blake didn't but i feel like blake would have at least put up some semblance of a fight 100 percent like, he, he just like, been like ends his life he would he's like she hears nothing of a struggle she hears no noises at all no scream no yell no, no like disruption not even not even the boombox like falling off of like the nope. table it is precariously placed on like nothing and then like he's just dead and then all of a sudden she looks up and she thinks that it's blake coming back into the tent and she sees that long wispy hair and she's <laughs> like oh no um and then, like, Paris actually gets, she gets a really good, like, death sequence because it's... Her death sequence is my favorite because it's, like, the most, like, gory and ridiculous. It's gory. And also, the thing I love about this movie is that when people get hurt in this movie, they're only hurt for, like, a second. Yep. And then, like, it's, like, their fear somehow, like, trumps any, like, pain. Because there's a <laughs> moment where, like... Uh, early in the movie, Wade gets his Achilles heel slashed, and then he's just like, he's like, ah! and he's like, that's not the right noise, man. Like, you would be no, screaming. You, it has and to then be he's so done. guttural. You have and to then be he's, like, he's over it. It yeah. happens so fast, and he's like, ugh, ugh. it's like, no, it's more than that, sir. And then, well, and then, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was gonna say, this is totally a theme throughout the movies. Like, people get injured and then it, like, doesn't play into their, like, their abilities at all. And so, like, later when Bo is shot oh my God. twice with a crossbow. Yeah. And it, one is, like, through his shoulder and the other one's through his arm. And then still manage, he pulls out the one from his arm backwards, which is, like... I can't even imagine. And then, but he proceeds to have like a full blown fight with Chad Michael Murray, where they're both evenly matched in terms of abilities, as if Bo wasn't physically like 
really, really badly. Well, Dave said, Dave was like, he'd have like a collapsed lung. Like he, there's no way that he would be functioning. And like, there's a moment when they're fighting, when Nick like, like presses the bow, but he like presses into it. Like, because he breaks off the end of it. So there's just like about three inches of it protruding from his chest. And he like presses into it and pushes it further in. And then he's like, oh, but then he's fine a second later. It's like, yeah. no, like you would have bled out, sir. You'd be deceased. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he this is just like killed you. rolling with the punches. And <laughs> it's a lot. And then also Paris Hilton's death. She's yes. like, there's a moment where she's standing on like a grate. And then the guy's like oh. stabbing her through the grate. And she gets stabbed in the foot, which is like debilitating. But she sort of like hobbles along. <laughs> I know. Life, I guess. Tara and I both like when it's like, it's like he stabs her and it's like the back of her ankle and like the back of like the pad of her foot. And it goes like, it just like slices that yeah. spot. And Tara and I were both like, oh, like that's one of the ones that like yeah, really yeah, it was awful. hurt to watch. It was th- that and the Achilles one that we were both like oh god like so intense I thought she was gonna say that's not hot Um, (laughs) and then I love too the thing that's really funny was then she goes and she takes refuge inside of a car where she thinks she's hiding and I was thinking but that person was underneath the grate Mm -hmm. on the lower level which is where Mm -hmm. you just run to to get into the car so from their vantage point they would have seen you go in that car they can absolutely see you but I guess I mean under rug swept, she's she got in there and then <laughs> she thought she was safe and didn't lock the door. This... Also, she no, didn't, lock, didn't the lock the door. Also, when she runs away from the campsite, she runs into this facility, which is where I think they're keeping all of these cars from the people that they're killing that are passing mm-hmm. through this town as they turn them into wax figures. Um, and there's a big like there's a big box full of cell phones mm-hmm. and Paris runs in and just starts grabbing cell phones. And Dave was like, like any of those cell phones are going to work girl. And it's like, <laughs> it's so true. It's like none of those batteries have like sustained. Yeah. Um, but I would have given it a try. You, you gotta I, do anything. You gotta you do gotta anything do you can. And no, I would I've, try like, I, you would try like the ones on top. Cause you'd think like those are the most. Maybe like, those are the more. US I would have probably tried to get a carrier pigeon to get like a message to like the yeah. local authorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, it, if you don't have your quill, it's hard to really write something out. Um, but you do, so you that... do, a, you do a quick, you just do a quick like pigeon call. Right, but I'm saying if you don't have a quill, it's hard to really write out a note. You know what I mean? For the you pigeon. can also tell the pigeon what to say. Oh, okay, and the pigeon will relate it. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't used a peri- uh, carrier pigeon in like years, so if I, you're just I, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it's more like. <laughs> Is that... And that's why you would not be able to get a message through. Because <laughs> it's more like, ah! I got us! <laughs> and then the I hope I hope that, like, I hope that, like, physically hurts people's ears when they listen to this episode. <laughs> for the way. Ah! I got us! Vincent! <laughs> oh, did you see your girl had a cameo? Do you know what cameo I'm talking about? Your eyes widened. Stop. Hold on. Let me think. Don't look anything up. Close your no, eyes. No, I'm not looking anything up. I'm thinking. Hold on. This should be exciting to our listeners. No. Damn it. No, I have no... As soon it's as you not say a real, it, I'm... It's, it's, it's not a real cameo, but Betty Davis was on the movie screen. Oh, of course. What happened to yeah, Betty Davis? Yeah. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, they I, go yeah. into the movie theater and do this sort of. I I will say these sets 
were really cool for this movie. No, that the was sets one of the were best parts of this. No, movie. the sets it's were really cool. That was town. clearly where the where like you know the seventy mil went because it's like seventy million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, that's a real no. They like they really built out this. Oh, town. I thought it was forty million. But it made seventy. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. But forty million still—that's a lot of money. I, yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, Not for me, because you know. No, no, it's my bank of, account is. It's sort of zero it's what down. I, that's what I call like a vacation fund. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh my god, <laughs> me and you with forty million dollars for vacation, <laughs> just like puttering around like new money, just like <laughs> we be gonna think we're just ugh. <laughs> Dave said we'd be dead. We would be. We'd be dead. No, we'd be dead. We both. Well, we you know what we'd both come back with. You know what we'd be bringing back with us. What? The diabetes girl. <laughs> so fucking true. Oh my god. We would be so insulin dependent. Oh my god. Those patients would not stand a chance. Between those, like, between those pastries and like those like those like daiquiris and margaritas. Oh my god! <laughs> Just full blown sugar. It's like full, every it's like, like, it's like <laughs> every Parisian bakery would ban us. <laughs> oh my god! That's like when we were. That's like when we like go to like we've gone to Germany and like. And literally on every, there's like I don't understand because all of the German people are so fit, but uh, like every street. This corner, is the thing I don't understand about Europe is that like it's all butter and fucking fat and shit, and everyone is like so fit, and I'm like I come near a bakery and I fucking blow the fuck up, but whatever. No, it's true. I mean, I know what our problem is. We're, we're we, Dave, Dave made a Dave made a pot pie last night that we're gonna eat the other half of today, and I know that that is not meant to be four servings, but. We're going to do what we do. Um, and then tomorrow we'll just be like, my body's wrong. <laughs> like Tomorrow's the a can new day. Can you to tell me, like, <laughs> this is not, this is not something that's catching you off guard, baby. <laughs> I see Doctors you those... are like, I see you and I know there is kale rotting in your fridge right now. <laughs> I, I, I saw, sent you those, those A1C reports <laughs> over a year ago. Everything is moving just as we expected it to. I couldn't be less shocked. Your body is rejecting at this point. You! <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah, you better believe it. If I'm, if I'm in Europe... And there's pastries. Mm-hmm. Your boy's going in. I mean, it's happening. 100%. I'm sorry. As as many people say, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You let them know, girl. <laughs> so, that's our I'm philosophy. Just um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm terrified of death. Anyways. No, we're doing, so... we're doing a lot better, too. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. So, Paris Hilton ends up getting impaled very quickly. When people die, they die so fast. She ends up getting impaled by, like, a oh, pipe that's... through her head. So she grabs this like rusty pipe as a weapon and then it ends up being used against, she tries to, she like barely stabs Vincent with it where I'm like, girl, you had a clear shot and she like scratches his face sort of. Oh yeah. yeah. And then he takes it from her and he just like throws it across the room and it impales her right in the middle of her head and she falls and just like her head it's like it's actually a very cool like horror movie scene where her head just like slides down the pole it's disgusting but very cool and honestly unpopular opinion but i actually thought paris did okay okay so she's not horrible (laughs) 
Like, no, she's not. So, so this is how I feel about Paris Hilton in this role. She did exactly what was expected of her in this role, and she did it very well. No, I feel like I actually me. thought she was going to do worse. I in, really? Initially, when I saw her, and I actually thought she had a pretty big part. And mm-hmm. I thought, we, given what she had, they didn't give her a lot. It wasn't like she was dealing with, like, complex ideas or text or anything. Her character but had no personality, though. That's the thing. She it didn't really like... have a personality, I guess. But, like, sometimes even if you give, like, a famous person who's, like, famous for just being famous, like, a part... Like, she's no Nicole Richie. Like, Nicole Richie's actually funny. Like, if you watch oh, Nicole absolutely. Richie, like, she's yeah. actually, like, if you've seen Great News or any of that yeah. stuff, like, she's mm-hmm. actually kind of, like good she's got skills nicole richie's also a very funny person as well she is so that's a little different but i mean but paris hilton sort of like holds her own and like Mm -hmm. i don't think if somebody didn't know who she was and they saw this movie i don't think they'd be like oh my god that must be somebody's daughter no no Um, no, of course not she wasn't like egregious no she was fine i think she did a great job in the role that she was exactly that's what i mean like she i also love paris hilton i think she's fantastic like i don't know if she is she's a person who has absolutely made her life exactly as she wants it and i think like i respect the shit out of her and she's done like a lot of cool things and she does a lot yeah she does a lot of djing she's paid a crazy amount of money to dj she has yeah. some awful engagement rings that she, you know, will wear from time to time. She has one of the ugliest engagement rings. But she does exactly what she wants to seen. do. She wants. You know to... which one I'm talking about, Jane. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. So fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> I think that's a, that she's engaged to somebody else now. So that's just in the in the drawer. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, still. Maybe not in the drawer. Yeah. Maybe she did something with it. I don't know. Rich, I don't know what rich people do with stuff like that. I don't anyway. know what rich people do with like multi-million dollar rings. Like, do you right? give that back to the person? She. Sh- I hope she. If he bought it, I hope she gave it back to him because he was like what, like a C-list actor. I mean, he he didn't make enough. He didn't make. He didn't have a career that afforded him the amount of money to buy that ring. He either had she may have bought it herself or, initially. She probably bought it herself, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he and then they, they called off and he was like I want the ring back and she was like yeah that's cute um, so uh, so yeah so she dies and then um, yeah so she's then a they're good de- she's, a, she's good a good death scene. so they're all gone so now we just have our last two we've got the brother and sister twins that are trying to make it out of this and I mean we're pretty close to the end of the movie at this point um, Paris lands, lives for a real long time. And then, so we're back at the house. There's a full-on confrontation, basically, between the two sets of twins. And, like, so the, the number one, like, elephant in the room of this movie is what happens next. Which is, I don't even remember how the fire starts. Um, okay. So... They're in, like, the basement of Vincent and Bo's house, and I think they, like, turn up the fire on the vat of the, like, wax, and then they spill the wax, and then that catches on fire. And I didn't realize this, but I guess the house is attached to the the museum, the House of Wax, which I didn't realize that at first. I didn't realize that at first either. But they, like, the basement is burning up and they run upstairs to the actual House of Wax. And that's where the big, like, fight scene happens. And then the entire house somehow, although the house begins to melt. The entire house. (laughs) Because it's a... And and Dave made the point, which was, Dave said, 
I don't understand how this is happening. Candle wax melts. It doesn't burn. And I was like, that is such an astute Yes, absolutely. So I don't understand how it caught fire. It it makes no sense for, not for a fire that like engulfs. Like, so that was number one. And we're in the middle of Louisiana and this house never would have stood anyway because Louisiana heat would have destroyed this. Would have total. I mean, you, I'm sure you have an an actual Um, candle out in Louisiana. I'm sure just like putting it out on the sidewalk makes it melt. If you, yeah, if you put a candle out, like just in the middle of the street, it would like melt. Yeah, no, it, it makes no sense. Um, so that's nonsense. And then the entire house, and then as the house begins to melt, the floors in the house <laughs> begin to, to begin to melt in. And then you realize that there is literally, there's not a joist to be found. <laughs> there's no structure. There's no frame <laughs> at all. There's, there's no rebar. There's, there's no cement. <laughs> there is nothing but literal wax. This is the house that wax built. Literally. And Y'all, it is... remember this house. <laughs> hey, it is nonsense. And the floors are just melting into themselves. And we just... I would have loved to see like a two by four, like just a rogue two by four fly by. Just, just Oh for... my God. Just something that makes us believe that this structure could exist like, in real life. This wax staircase with these wax railings that y'all have just been walking up and down... With, like, not a care in the world. <laughs> like, wooden stairs get worn down over time. But these... but Absolutely. These, but in the name of Yankee Candle, these stairs that y'all have made, <laughs> it is just like, what in the Bed Bath & Beyond is going on in here? <laughs> Do you like, think it all smells like gingerbread, like <laughs> cinnamon gingerbread, like nightmare Yankee Candle bullshit? Yeah, like raspberry regret. Oh, my God. It's just like, yeah, it's just like boysenberry blumpkin all up in that joint. Um, <laughs> That's your is... favorite flavor, and I'll make sure to get to get that for you this Christmas. Uh, I, know, like, I know, or like lime lamentations. Oh my god, I hate that shit. <laughs> what, what else we got? We got, uh... I, you know, I love like a diptyque candle and that Yankee candle bullshit. <laughs> I can't afford. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't afford diptyque candles. We, is, that, I, is that even love... how you pronounce them? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Diptyque. Yeah. No, they are expensive candles. And, they um, smell so good, though. They smell so good. They smell so much better than any other candle. Absolutely. Um, and we. And by the way, diptyque. If you're looking to bring your brand to the next level and you want two very classy representatives to sponsor you on a podcast that is, um, some say it's like the masterpiece theater of podcasts. Um, I've heard, I've heard this podcast described, um, described that way from a number of people, namely myself. Um, so Diptyque, if you are interested, we are happy to take your money and, and elevate your brand a little bit. If you want two classy people to, <laughs> to sponsor you, then I will find another co-host and me and that person will do it. Um, if you're fine with like homespun homegirl, then um, I will continue to work with Chicago's Busy Phillips and we will... I would love it. to we be Chicago's Busy Phillips. She's great. Oh. She's absolutely wonderful. I love Busy Phillips. Um, She's wonderful. So, 
Yeah, so we're down. Um, I just picked up a dip cheat candle that hasn't been lit in six months because they're expensive. <laughs> well, you can't. They're expensive. You gotta be really careful about when you light those things. But that Bases, that Bases scent. If anybody's out there mm. and has a dip tea candle, and wants to send me one, um, mm. I'll take it. Um, or send me one. You know, either way. Or send the one that you were gonna send to Jane to me. Or send um, Brandon's candles straight. And to I'll me. light it in her honor in my home. <laughs> in but my yeah. memory. <laughs> so, um, in, memory, in loving memory. Uh, but yeah, so the entire house is built of literal wax, and it just melts in on itself, which is it got to be something itself. that was, you know, a possibility for years before this. But this is finally <laughs> I the can't believe this is back. the first time this has happened. Yeah, and they, in the process of the house melting, they end up killing Vincent and Bo and defeating yeah. the final bosses and saving the the themselves and nick and carly are the only survivors and um this is the beginning of a, a beautiful and dicey relationship i think between the brother sister duo um <laughs> they do give us a little wink at the end towards a possible sequel which we have been waiting 16 and a half years yeah and if you guys are ready to dust everybody off and give it another go we'll reveal it um yeah <laughs> but yeah so also like when the cop shows up in the town and they're like, and they're like carrying out all of these like bodies from like that uh, church where there's like tens of just bodies of people that have just been mm-hmm. like sitting in there preserved in wax, I guess. Um, and they're like, you know, they're confronting the sheriff, and they're like, you know, Carly's like, what happened? Like, how did how did you allow this atrocity to happen? Um, like, what in the Jim Jones is going on? And <laughs> and the sheriff's like, this is a really hard town to get to. We had no idea that any of this was happening. It's like, first of all, it they got here easily. They got here by by accident. Yeah, like they, they were said driven they here. Saw the smoke. Also, not that hard to get to because it seems like tens of people have arrived and lost <laughs> their lives and been so, murdered. And he's like, we didn't understand. We didn't know this was going on here. This town's off the map. And it's just like you need to do your job, sir. You need to know what's going on within your jurisdiction. You need to know what's going on. You and you, I don't don't believe that nobody's driven by here. Nobody knows there's a whole town here. It's like I'm not giving you this. I'm not giving you this out of like you not knowing that this town existed. That's right off the freeway. Everybody got here with ease, and he's just like our hands are tied as far as he's concerned. Um, and it was just it was a lot and he and that sheriff is wearing a blue lives matter bracelet as well so was like, and so that was uh, first of all off-putting whatever time it is um but you know yeah y'all couldn't don't trust him then can't trust him now stuff she teases her hair up she <laughs> wears uh, mules um who are you talking about i'm sorry I missed the beginning you did you catch that part at the end, though, where they winked at the sequel? Yeah, I did. Okay. There's, like, a moment where, like, the sheriff gets a call from, like, backup, and they're like, we just checked in on, like, you know, the parents of Vincent and Bo. It turns out they didn't just, they didn't have two sons. They had three. And then there's a moment as they're driving out of town where, like, you see the carcass guy waving at them, and you realize he's probably, I guess, the third brother. But also, it's like, so you don't even get to have a part in any of the craziness that's happening. They literally just, like, what do you do? So you just... What do you do? Why did you... Did you lure them to tell? Like, what is No, he probably... He's the one who went back. He was the one who was in that truck, I guess. Right? Mm. Or was that... No, that was Bo's truck, right? That's when yeah. she realizes that it's Bo's truck. Yeah, I don't know what he did. Maybe he I took the he, fan All he did truck. was creep them out when he gave them a ride to town. He but... creeped them out 
and um he also like put the the deer carcass in the carcass mound so i guess that's his his jam is really yeah, like what does that do stuff. to them nothing but she fell in the vat it was an inconvenience so maybe he just inconveniences the hell out of people. smell bad after that, but it didn't really stop anything from happening. They should have had a moment where he got to be like, I got you too. Remember that that earlier when you, you, you <laughs> got like, that? this was a family affair. I'm in on it too. And it's like, I'm in on okay. it too. I did, <laughs> I like, did my thing as well. I was also really here. You pull your weight in this though, in this murderous But scheme. remember the deer? <laughs> that was me. All Virgil's idea. It's like, okay, Virgil, <laughs> congratulations. Um, go off. Go, go off. off. So, yeah. And that's it. That's the that's end it. of House of Wax. Um, what did you think, Bran? Did you enjoy the movie? Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was fun. I would watch <laughs> it again with you. Yeah. It's one of those ones you want to make fun of while you're watching. Absolutely, it sure. yeah. No, yeah. it was, yeah. I was watching it with you. But yeah, it was a doozy. I love this movie because it's just so over the top and it's so ridiculous and you have to suspend all of your disbelief. They have some really good gore moments, which I love. And you know, I, well, I don't love it, but it's like, you know, it's like I love it when, when there's those moments in horror movies that really makes you gasp no matter whether you believe in the world or not. And so I feel like this movie has those moments. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely, they really like amped it up. I mean, the deaths were all really like brutal. Um, yeah. They happened really fast and they were really yeah. brutal and they almost tonally didn't really go with the rest of the movie the way they <laughs> no. happened so abruptly and so intensely. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good time and it was a bootastic viewing and it was uh, it one was. that we we watched for our lovely listeners out there. So we hope that uh, that you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, we hope that you enjoyed our our spooky season choices. Um, do you have a a movie for me to watch next week on deck um yeah uh, i do um i have a movie that i believe you haven't seen before it is from 1994 and it is called i like it like that huh i don't know what that is it doesn't ring any bells with me it's a it's a it's a film that i haven't seen in a long time but i remember really liking it i owned it on vhs I got it from a garage sale. Okay. And um, I remember watching it multiple times and it was really enjoyable, but I honest and truly have not seen it in probably 25 years, I'd say. So I haven't seen it since before I was born. Um, so. Wow. Yeah. I have no idea. I, I just Googled it just to see the cover. Yeah. I, this, I, this doesn't sound familiar to me in any fashion. Um, but I remember loving this movie a lot and, um, yeah, I well, think that uh, I think you're gonna enjoy it. I can't wait. I'm super excited. Um, well, that's it, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you have continued to listen to this point, we love you. We want to wish everyone a happy Halloween. We hope you have something. Dave got really upset, like disproportionately. Like <laughs> He's out of control. Whatever. Anyways, enjoy. if you want to follow along with us in between episodes, tell us what you think. 
follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies We Missed. And then you can follow us on Twitter at MWM Chat. And we would love it if you guys are enjoying the podcast to go ahead and give us a written review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out, helps people discover us. So if you can write some kind words, we've gone over this many, many times. We only want compliments. So if you have something horrible to say, write it down on a little piece of paper and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Anyways, we love you guys so much. We hope you have a good week and we will see you next week for I Like It Like That. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We're gonna have sex, so you guys should get out of here.